Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Give me your opinion. Do you want to go to the game tomorrow? If you had the opportunity to go to the game, would you? And I'll tease it a little bit. The Fan Morning Show Twitter poll has something to do with that, but there's a little bit more specific content with that. So if you want to go vote on that, uh, I can't tell you exactly what the Twitter poll says, but go to the Fan Morning Show Twitter page and uh, vote. because It's an interesting one today, and it's... It's the topic of conversation. Are you going to the Steeler game tomorrow? Would you go to the Steeler game tomorrow? Is that worth it? I'm going to dive deep into that a little bit here in a minute, uh, a little bit more in a minute, and we already got a caller who wants to uh, express some opinions. So you're on 93.7 The Fan. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that game tomorrow, man. It's too cold. You think so? I know you got to be dedicated <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Now, but, let me let me ask you this, too. Does Franco Harris's passing make you feel more inclined to join and rally around him and his family to celebrate such a special occasion and be there, or that still doesn't sway you? Uh, no, no, I might go because of that. Franco Harris was a great player as yep. well as a great person. Uh, the city of Pittsburgh, I think, owes him a lot. Because we didn't start winning – and start being the Pittsburgh Steelers until we got one, which is Franco Harris. That's There's a true. couple other players, but Franco Harris was an impact player in our program coming up. For sure. We were losers after we got Franco and a few other guys. Us. And uh, we did it with pride. And we did it in Three Rivers Stadium. Yeah. I think after we left Three Rivers Stadium, our luck with the Steelers and with the Pirates all left. That was our stadium, man. Yeah, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, maybe Three River Stadium had some some value for winning in Pittsburgh teams. Although I know that uh, they called those stadium types concrete donuts as well because uh, it was rough to house two different teams in the same stadium. And that's uh, what the Oakland Athletics were battling with most recently because they're the last stadium left. Uh, but the Raiders don't play there anymore, of course. The Raiders moved to Vegas. So there are different reasons why those stadiums don't uh, exist very much anymore. But, that, I mean, that's true. Three River Stadium could have held some of that uh, spiritual value that housed winning, that's for sure. And I'll also say this. Uh, I learned something because I'm uh, almost 24, so very young. Definitely wasn't around when the Immaculate Reception happened. But um, on the field with – or, excuse me, off the field with Aditi Kinkubala um, this past Tuesday, this was before the news – had broke. This was before he passed. Uh, Franco passed. 
Uh, Mel Blunt was talking about the immaculate reception and what that specific play did for the Steelers. Now, Franco did many wonderful things as a player, uh, as a Steeler, during his time with the Steelers, during his career. But Mel Blunt uh, was talking about how uh, he was the guest on Aditi's show on Tuesday, uh, this past Tuesday, and he was talking about how that one play gave the Steelers this momentum that lasted through the 70s because that play made it seem like it was the Steelers' time. Uh, a play that, whether coincidental or you know Franco knew what place to be in and had the awareness to not give up on the play, but Mel Blunt said that play, the immaculate reception, showed the NFL that the Steelers can beat anybody. Because in 72, the Oakland Raiders, led by John Madden, were an NFL powerhouse, a force to be reckoned with. And for the Steelers to get a play like that, whether it factored luck in there or whether uh, uh, how much Franco Harris's awareness to stay with the play and stay with the football had to do with it, regardless, that play showed, in Mel Blunt's opinion, and supported by many others who think the same way, that play and that win over the Raiders back then proved that the Steelers could hang with anybody. The Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl in 1972, and I'm sure you know who did. Miami Dolphins, the undefeated Miami Dolphins. We hear about every year when the last undefeated NFL team for the season loses a game. Still impressive. I'm not trying to jab at them. But anyway, uh, that play showed that the Steelers could hang with anybody. The Steelers didn't win in 72, but they went on to win later down the road. They became a threat, and the expectation was in Pittsburgh. The football team was to win games. So absolutely, the immaculate reception and what Franco Harris did for the Steelers organization, how he uplifted the city, absolutely, absolutely. Accounted by Mel Blunt. If you want to go back, you can go uh, to the Odyssey app or go to 937thefan.com, look up the podcasting section of either the app or the website, and you'll find Off the Field with Aditi Kinkabala, and you can listen to the whole show or just little segments of the show, but, you know, go ahead and try to find, uh, go search and just listen through that show. Listen to Mel Blunt account, the immaculate reception, and just hear some of his kind words about Franco. And again, I mentioned this was before Franco passed. It was literally the night before Franco passed. Mel Blunt was talking about all of these things. So it wasn't even like it was just a Franco specific thing. Mel Blunt had so much respect and so much care, and and held the immaculate reception so high in regards to, and in comparison to how the Steelers later won and had success. It was just because of the play. It wasn't reliving or talking about and celebrating the life of Franco. So he was just talking about it because he had respect for Franco and had held that play in such high esteem. So go back and listen to that if you can. Um, at some point before the game tomorrow, because that's uh, that was a good show by Aditi Mel Blunt's nice kind words about Franco, and it's just it's an interesting listen. It's an interesting listen. Franco and that play set the Steelers 
up for success over the next seasons, gave them the confidence they needed to hang with anybody and beat anybody. And of course, they went on to win a chunk of Super Bowls over that 70s span and into the 80s. So, 412 928 9370. You can give me a call. So, let's do this real quick because I'm still going to talk about the weather and, and whether you should go. And my caller friend before does not want to go to the game. Too cold. Although he said he would go for Franco. So, I guess that's an interesting uh, question to pose. Would you be inclined to go to celebrate the life of Franco? Because he's going to get his number retired, too. And, it, and that's just so sad. He was talking about, Franco was talking about. Uh, wanting to go to the game, and and uh, and he was so excited. I mean, I've heard sources talk about how excited he was to go and have his number retired and just bask in remembering the Immaculate Reception 50 years ago. And that's just real sad. But would you go to the game, despite the temperatures, to honor and celebrate Franco when they retire his jersey number with the Steelers? I'll let that simmer with you, and you can give me a call to talk about it if you want to tell me whether you would or not at 412-928-9370. Also, this is the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show, and the Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber, and you can apply online at 84lumber.com. All right, so let me talk about this a little bit. I'm going to run down the standings for the game or excuse me, not for the game. I'm going to run down the standings in the NFL right now because I have a theory that I've talked about before on this show, but if you haven't heard me talk about it, I have a theory about chaos in the NFL this season. Uh, you might have heard me talk about it with Josh Taylor briefly as well. Um, after Steeler games, he's done the past couple uh, Steeler black and gold reaction shows. And I, I'm talking about this because... And you can weigh in on this as well. You can weigh on Franco. You can weigh on whether you're going to the game tomorrow. You can weigh on this as well, my theory of chaos. Last season was so good. Had such a great finish. Had several great storylines that it's hard to top a season of that magnitude. A season that great. I mean, the Chargers and the Raiders game at the end of the season that could or could not have put the Steelers in the playoffs because the Colts... Lost a football game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Great ending there. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals team, despite letting Joe Burrow get sacked nearly 10 times in a game, beat the Kansas City Chiefs after overtime. The Cincinnati Bengals went on to lose to a Rams team. It was a case of developing talent in the Bengals versus... The Los Angeles Rams team that invested a lot of money in its team. Matthew Stafford, though, was a great storyline from the Detroit Lions, who've been a struggling franchise in recent years, to Los Angeles Rams that had it together. Great storylines. But then you get into this season because it's like, how do you top what was being advertised as the greatest NFL season? The greatest season in the history of the NFL. This is the biggest season. How do you top that? Well, my theory is is that there are two types of entertainment that get people hooked. Something that's really good 
something you can invest in and watch and and appreciate the talent of and the drama and the suspense. And then there's the type of entertainment that's really bad or funny because it's so bad. Parody. You don't really get much from the middle ground, like something that you can remember, but uh, remember parts of, but that's mostly forgettable, right? But it's it's hard for people to sink their teeth into something like that because being in the middle is not interesting. So, how does the NFL back up its greatest season? So it advertised, not with not with play that tries to be better than before, not copying. The same thing. No, no, no. Give the give the people a season where there's just unpredictable, chaotic nonsense that goes on. Now, last year was chaotic, too, at the end. Uh, you might argue that the Steelers were not a playoff team either, regardless of whether they made it or not. So that's neither here nor there. That conversation's over, um, at least for last season. They made the playoffs. But there was a little bit of chaos. But there was a lot of talent involved in these storylines, like the like many of the teams that didn't make the playoffs, the Chargers come to mind when I say that. Many of the teams that didn't make the playoffs probably could have, and maybe should have. The Chargers could have taken a tie and made it in, but a, a certain timeout called by a certain head coach prevented them from being in. Regardless, though, you felt like a lot of teams had the capability of being in the playoffs last season. This year, though. You might argue that the fact that the Steelers and the Browns are two teams that are constantly talked about being in the hunt. I mean, no, maybe not. I don't, not, not so much. Maybe every team that's going to make it this year should, should be in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe that seventh team is more of a gift this year than, than, than earned. You could have said the same thing about the Steelers last year, but you, you get my point. There's, there are just several teams where you're looking, maybe even the six seeds in each conference. It's looking a little weak. Because everything in, in uh, this year is chaotic, but not in a way that exposes talent everywhere among the teams, but more like because teams are not doing well and losing games that they should win, and there's, that brings just this sense of, uneasiness with you because you never know what's going to happen who's going to blow it this week who what Patriots team is going to try to lateral the ball in a tie game as the clock expires to try to get in the end zone and win it instead of taking the overtime like stuff like that that's happening the Colts blowing a 33 nothing lead after halftime that kind of stuff you can't predict that but that's the kind of entertaining nonsense that we're getting this year that follows the greatest, the biggest season. That's my theory. And right now, when you look around the standings and you just see what kind of teams are in the hunt, so to speak, and I don't say that because I think many of these teams are in the hunt, just watching the, the graphics that they put up during these NFL broadcasts on cable that are just telling you these teams are in the hunt like just makes me feel like this year is crazy. The AFC East, the Jets lost. That put the yesterday and Thursday night football, that put the Cincinnati Bengals 
in the playoffs. But, I mean, this division doing pretty well. Bills 11 wins in first. Dolphins 8 wins. Patriots 7-7. Seven and seven. Jets 7-8. Seven and 7-8 and eight for the Jets this season, not bad. And the Jets have pulled out some surprising wins. One of them was against the Steelers. So that division is surprisingly hot. And the Dolphins, unfortunately, Tua had his concussion earlier in the year. They might be doing a little better, but that's that's the season we're having. The AFC West, a little more predictable, although the Raiders are still in the hunt in third place with a 6-8 and eight record. The Broncos, let's ride at 4-10. and 10. And Then the leaders of the division, Chiefs, 11-3 and three to be expected. They've lost a few this year. That uh, Those three losses, a little, eh, a little questionable. Chargers, 8-6. and six. Chargers are in the hunt, and they're rightfully so. They're a talented team. AFC North, <laughs> the AFC North, one of the chaotic divisions. 10-4 Bengals, 9-5 Ravens, the Browns and the Steelers. The Steelers are keeping pace with the Browns at 6-8, and eight, though the Steelers... Losing the tiebreaker right now because the Browns and Steelers haven't played their second game of the season yet. They just have uh, one game played so far, and the Browns won that game. So technically the Steelers are in last right now, but same record as the Browns. Still one game to go against them. And then the AFC South, other than the Texans, who are 1-12-1. Your three contending teams right now, and I put the Colts in quotes for contenders, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are 7-8. and eight. They're in second behind the 7-7 seven and seven Tennessee Titans, and then the 4-9-1 and, nine, four nine and one Indianapolis Colts still have a shot at that division because it's struggling. That's the chaos I'm talking about, too. Like, two, one really good division, but kind of not in the AFC East. I mean, the Bills are clearly leading, but the next three teams, yeah. And then the AFC South, not great. Not great at all. Not even good, I would say. Talking about my theory of chaos, just going over the records uh, in the le- uh, in the two conferences right now in the NFL, looking around the league, because with the greatest season ever in NFL history that they were talking about last year, I'm just rehashing here, trying to prove my case of, of why I think chaos is a great way and bad football is a great way to follow a great season. The NFC is strong. Eagles 13 and 1, Cowboys 10 and 4, Giants 8 and 5, Commanders 7 and 6. Who would have thought the Commanders and the Giants would have winning records this year? That's crazy. Who thought the Eagles would be undefeated through 8 weeks of the season? 8 or 9 weeks. Cowboys 10 and 4, that was kind of to be expected, but the Giants and Commanders, every team in the NFC East has a winning record. That's kind of shocking. Okay, the NFC West, 49ers, 10-4. and four. Who would have thought that? What about the Seahawks with Geno Smith leading the way after Russell Wilson departed? 7-7. Seven and seven. The reigning Super Bowl champions, 4-10. and ten. That's the Rams, tied with the Cardinals at the bottom of the division. Those two have 4-10 uh, and ten records. And then Kyler Murray banished to a, a, a losing record. I think he's out for the season, too, this year now. That's rough for them. The NFC North, led by the Vikings, and who would have thought the Detroit Lions have a better record at this point in the season, or any point in the season, other than the first three weeks, I guess, than, than the Green Bay Packers. 
The Lions in second with a 7-7 seven and seven record. The Packers are 6-8. and eight. And then the NFC South, terrible division. Bucks lead with a 6-8 and eight record. They're two games under 500. They lead the division. The Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all have 5-9 and nine records. They all have a shot to be in the, in the playoffs by winning the NFC South. That's wild. 412-928-9370, we got another caller. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I think it's a lot of bad Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's your name? Uh, Ted. There you go. All right, what do you want to talk about? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, with your theory, I think it's wrong. I think it's a lot of bad football. I mean, you look at the divisions, you look at the record, it's awful. And I also think when the NFL added that 17th game, was the worst thing they should they did. I mean, even last year, the Steelers shouldn't have made a playoff. But sure. for that game, you know, a lot of teams made a playoff they shouldn't have. Do you, support, do you support my theory of chaos, though? Do you think that this is a great way to follow a season that was pretty good in last ones? Absolutely not. It's the, oh. the product is just not. I mean, I mean, look, look at the Carolina Panthers. Look, look at the records. You got too many teams that got losing records, including the Steelers. That's just, it's, you know, something's wrong, man. It's just not a good product. All right, thanks for the call, Ted. I appreciate it. Doesn't support my theory of chaos, just thinks that uh, teams are getting worse. I still think it's chaos. I still think that the NFL, if they were going to fix games, not that I'm claiming that they do, but if they were, a great way, a great way to follow a great season like last one's would be to have mediocre be the ceiling this year and then everything else just be chaos. Great way to be entertaining, but eh, Ted doesn't support my theory. It's just bad football either way. Sure, I, I didn't love the 17th week either. I didn't like uh, or the 17-game schedule, I mean, 18-week now. Not a fan of the 17-game the schedule. And not a fan of three wild cards. I agree. I think that evolution will allow the teams to get better, though, to where that 17, like teams will be fighting for that seventh spot better and and as we see teams evolve, that seventh spot will become, in each conference, will become more competitive. We just got to give that time. I don't necessarily support it either, though. But, of course, the more playoff games you play, the more ads you sell, the more money you bring in. That's just a fact. All right, I got to take a break. This is Nicholas Catalyst with the Fan Early Morning Show. We're talking Franco Harris. We're talking uh, the game tomorrow. The Steelers and Raiders are playing in, and we're talking NFL chaos. 412-928-9370. Fan Early Morning Show with Nicholas Callis here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours fan weather is brought to you by sun chevrolet for a great deal on a new or pre-owned vehicle and great service you'll find it at sun chevrolet so uh from what i can see it has started snowing this morning today high of 42 low of negative one high winds later today it's supposed to snow most of the morning and then high winds will be present 
throughout the day. And then tomorrow, no snow expected to fall right away. But the high is 12, and the low is zero right now. That's the prediction for tomorrow. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. So, I got about three more minutes left before we transition our way into the fan morning pre-show. Um, and would I go to the game? The short answer is me. Probably not. Um, the weather is cold. And we live in a we live in such an era right now where you can see anything in high quality picture and audio. So you can still feel like you're supporting Franco Harris and the Steelers and remembering his life and what the Immaculate Reception meant. You can do that from your living room. You can watch the ceremony. The broadcast will have the ceremony because the broadcast knows people want to consume that if they can't be at the game. You might have wanted to go before in the early days of radio and television because obviously radio, you can't see things. You have to rely on descriptions. That's not pleasant. So go see it for yourself. And then the early days of television with the quality not being as high as it is now, maybe you wanted to go to the game because the broadcasts were not developed enough at the time to do the event justice. That's very possible. But that's my explanation as to why now, I mean, you can stream games on your phone, you can stream events on your phone, you can stream the major networks on your phone or your computer, any piece of modern technology that has a screen and a speaker. You can experience games and you can experience events. There's no reason why the average fan should or should go or should feel inclined to go at this point in time because the broadcasts are designed to bring you the experience. And with the technology, the way it's developed, they're bringing you the experience. You can sit in your living room and they can describe to you how cold it is and you can use elements of the picture that you're seeing on the screen to give you the impression that it's cold without you actually having to be cold. That's that's the goal. That's what the broadcasts are there for. That's what they do. I'm not saying you shouldn't go. I'm just saying, like, if the high is going to be 12 tomorrow and the winds are going to be high and the wind chill is going to make it feel like it's negative 7 outside, that's not appealing. And I wouldn't do it, and I don't think many people would. That's just me. So, um, and I'm, I do know a lot of people that feel the same way I do. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.